Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of JM Rewind. JM Rewind gives us a chance to check out some of the recent guests who've been on JM in the AM. We'll start with Ding of Sookie and Ding, who was in our studio to discuss the big circus that's going to be coming to town, the Big Apple Circus, on the last day of Hanukkah. Here's my conversation with Ding of Sookie and Ding about this uh, big piece of news here at the Nahum Siegel Network. As promised. He has walked into our studio. He has walked into the central command center of the Nahum Siegel Network, and he has big news. I'm not kidding. He's got big big enough news for you to actually contact other people who may not be listening and let them tune, tell them to tune in. That's how big this news is. I'm sorry, what did you say? You know how big the news is? How big is the news? I got a parking spot right in front of the building. Mavish? Yeah. <laughs> Like parking's ever been a problem like, for you. Right, it's like Baltashkas, you know. <laughs> I'd ask you to move so somebody could actually use that space. Who needs that space? But you know it's big news it because is. we're in the Big Apple. And the Big Apple produces big news. Ding of Sookie and Ding is in our studio. Everybody get ready to take a big, big marker uh, to your calendar. Do people still do that or do they just do everything through their electronic uh, calendars? What do they do? No. What are you doing? You have to schedule an event. I promise, I don't have you look. I don't have a pen on me. No pen or paper. No. So I'm gonna. I, I was. Paper, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Circle the date. What do we do now? How do we? How do we emphasize that people need to reserve a specific date? Well, I still have a, hopefully something in my head. You know. The, oh, the, meaning, the, maybe you'll actually remember it. Remember it. But I. Uh, get a dro- get a drop we, closer to the microphone. There but, you go. Thank you. But basically, we um, we use our phones, right? Yeah. Everything goes into the phone. Um, someone asked me yesterday, did you remember you have this appointment? I said, you know, I forgot to put it on my phone. There you go. Phone. Tell someone 30 years ago that you need to put something in your phone to keep an appointment. And they were like, what? Anyway, um, I was thinking of you and all the Yankee fans the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, people don't listen to me, Ding. They just don't listen to me. There was a suspicion as the season was going on in July, August, September, that that a Yankee would win rookie of the year. Right. There was a there was a Correct. speculation. Actually, two. Right, two might win rookie of the year. Right, but there was one more clear than the other. Not in my opinion, but go ahead. And I cited, yeah. I cited the opinion and the observation of my late brother, who is a big Yankee fan, as you know, uh, who always said right. that when the writers have a choice, meaning when it's close, right. right, when you really could give it to someone else, they will not give it to a Yankee. And there are a million examples of it, which I could remind you about. There are a million examples where Yankees. We're, we're up for MVP awards and up for Cy Young awards and would not get it. And because of the bias that writers have against the Yankees, I said to my kids, I said, listen, I said this in August. I said, listen, I'm telling you now that if this guy from the Angels right. is even legitimately, you know, yeah, close, cl- he will win it because that's the rule. And the guy misses two months of the season and still gets 20 out of 25 first place votes. So the, my theory and my late brother's theory stands. But in all due respect, yes, he he ple- he messed up at the end, right? Yeah, but what a couple of bad weeks. Yeah, but that's what counts when the pressure comes. And that you think prevented them for? Oh, for sure. Oh, come on, Ding. If the Yankees won the World Series. He would have won for sure. Ding. Yeah. Ding. Yes. There is a natural. I got a parking spot. Yeah. <laughs> there's a natural bias against the Yankees among, okay. the, among the baseball writers for decades, for okay. decades. Okay. And again, we saw it this week. But it wasn't a clear cut. It wasn't a clear cut win for him. What are you talking about? I don't think that. that All those first play. I mean, you know, it's one thing to win, right? You know, by a small margin, but I mean, to win by the margin that he won. Okay. Anyway, 
Why should we fight when we can talk about something we both agree on? Great. <laughs> Lunch? Ding, <laughs> Ding says, Ding says, circle the following day. I'm giving people time here Correct. to Correct. get their markers and their paper calendars to circle the day. I remember yeah. when it must be close to 15 years ago, we did the first uh, Barnum and Bailey Circus. Right. It was Alamite Pesach. New York, right? Yeah, in yeah. Madison Square Garden. Right. And I remember introducing and coming and announcing it wow. onto your show. And here we that's are a, today. That's it. Thank God. So this is fun. Ladies and gentlemen, let's continue the fun. Circle the following date. December the 10th. Easy to remember, right? Nice, even number. Last day of Hanukkah. Last day of Hanukkah, meaning the previous night we will have lit eight candles. Correct. Wow. It's literally the last hours of Hanukkah. Uh, correct. Wow. Yep. But so, in order to pull this off, you must know that the, the, that the majority of schools across the board in all of our communities yeah. are closed that day. That's step number one. Is that true? Are they closed that yeah. day? Yeah, that's step number one. I should assume my kids who are in Jewish themed schools have the day <laughs> off. Well, not the college kids. But you got my right. I, I, I don't check high school, but I, no, no. I, but I'm talking elementary school. Elementary school, yeah. So yeah. can I give you one example? Do we know if Manhattan Day schools off that day? Yeah, they are. They are off that day. Yeah. Oh. I think the only school... Now I need something to do with my kid. <laughs> <laughs> the only school... Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> the only schools that, that, that are not off are those right. that don't give off on Hanukkah right. because they give off... Later in December. Later in December, right. December right. Got it. All right. Suki and Ding presents a Hanukkah celebration. I see the people at Hazak are with you on this. Correct. You've done a lot of work with them. I do. I would also like them to come in here one day. And oh, tell what, I'd love it. They, they, they do. do a lot of good work in general. Unbelievable. Not just circuses, other good work as well. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. You know, when I watched them, I watched them uh, Tish above night. They were Saturday night Tish above. Right. They were really they had so some great presentations. in what they do that it's amazing. So and Ding and Chazak claim that the circus is back in town. This time, it's the Big Apple Circus. First time you're working with them. Yeah, first it w- time. It's interesting because the um, the people in the bottom of Bailey, you know, bottom of closed, right? right? Mm-hmm. And the person that used to work there. Now works for Big uh, Apple, and he called me. I didn't even. I didn't, he said, "Remember, we did those shows, yeah, right? Great so idea, right? So let's do it." Uh, All right. So last day of Hanukkah, both uh, twelve noon and three p.m. It's going to be two shows that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will be there, and I'm looking forward to it. You are you are going to be uh, presenting all male performers, correct? There are people in our community who prefer that, correct? So you have all male performers. Uh, Uncle Maishi will be there, correct? Uh, Simcha Liner, good choice thing. Hey. If you need someone in the world of Jewish music, <laughs> very good choice. Simcha Liner, good, good. And uh, which means Simcha will do what, like a half hour of music, that type of thing? Mm, maybe a little less. Okay, maybe twenty minutes. Less. Yeah, I'd say twenty minutes. All right, so yeah. people get a so they get a mini concert in the whole thing. The whole thing. Plus, Uncle Maishi's. We want it to be a real live and, right. and upbeat. And uh, the last fun. time yeah. I'm trying to remember now, Uncle Maishi. Did he ride an elephant once? I think he did. No. <laughs> Wasn't there some episode? That was the whole thing with Daddy. Oh, it was Daddy. Yeah, who, by the way, is the Baruch Hashem, he's home. And Baruch Hashem. Still needs our, our tefillahs a little bit, but Emet uh, will be okay. But uh, it was Daddy who came, like, roaring and said, I'm going to go onto the elephant, and I'm going to be. And, and, and what happened? And, and then it comes the day of, and, and he walks into the room, and he sees the elephant, and, <laughs> You know, you think that it's a little <laughs> right. right? And, 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 and they say, okay, Daddy, get on. You know, the people in the circus, they, they, you know, try it out. And he goes, where's the ladder? You know, <laughs> the ladder. You 
And that was it. That was it. He actually turned white in his face. That was the end of the elephant the experiment. Elephant, right? <laughs> All right. So neither Uncle Maishi or Simcha Liner do you suspect will be on an elephant? Well, there's no elephant. Oh, oh right. I forgot. That's, right. That's, the whole That's why they closed That's the whole circus because the, the, the leftists made sure to destroy one of the best things about America, which Correct. was the circus. Right. Cruel animal. Uh, right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the last day of Hanukkah, Monday, even though there's no elephants, that shouldn't discourage people from coming. There's still a lot of fun oh, there. Believe me. A lot of fun. Believe me. By the way, some of the pictures are cool. You have a, a dog driving, driving a car, a car yeah. which is pretty cool. You have a whole bunch of jugglers and acrobats, which everyone loves. Right. Uh, you have uh, all these, um, what do you call those? Trapeze. Uh, trapeze, thank you. Right. Trapeze and um, trampolines. Trampolines. And, uh, that's great. I went, I saw And the balancing show. acts. A lot of good balancing acts. I saw the show. It's, it's, oh, you saw it already? Yeah, I actually oh. saw the show. Oh. Lot, it's funny. It's got I a guess, lot of comedy I in guess it. You, I guess you forgot to text me before you, uh, <laughs> before you went. We could have combined that with a nice dinner, you know, and had a night out. You realize that? Correct. Could have had a fun time. Where, where would we have gone? I would assume. We, where is the Big Apple Circus? It's, it's on 62nd, then Broadway. So we would have gone to... Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm new. Waiting. I'm waiting. You know. Uh, <laughs> Milk Exaflation. No, Cosba. Oh, Deli Cosba. Deli Cosba. <laughs> you know Deli Cosba, you say to Vartori, you get a free dessert. I've heard. <laughs> and if you need to see a picture of Lobotomy <laughs> <laughs> then you go to Dolly Cosby. It's funny that you say that because yeah. if, you, if you go over to the waiter and you start giving the tvata, they go, no, 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 we'll give you the food, don't worry. <laughs> anyway. Go over to the Spanish guy and start telling him. <laughs> so you felt one yeah. show is not enough. You felt, you know what, let's give everyone an option. They can come at 12 noon, especially for the kids that are really antsy and want to get out of the house. Right. And you can go at 3 o'clock, and there's no candle lighting to worry about. You don't have to worry about lighting candles. Correct. That was the, uh, so there's a noon and a 3 p.m. on the final day of Hanukkah with Uncle Maishi, with Simcha right. Liner, the Big Apple Circus. I will be there to say hi to everybody. You can purchase your tickets now. Is it live, jewishtickets.com? Is it already up there? Yeah. Okay, so jewishtickets.com has the has both, the 12 noon and, and 3 p.m. And you could purchase the exact seat that you're... You could choose your seat. So choose your seat, right? Uh, choose your seat with the ticket selection. The ticket prices are very reasonable. Oh, actually... I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm starting a new thing, which I think will be the, uh, how do you say it, the rule, or how do you the say The trend. It? The trend, right, is that you won't have to get tickets. Print them out? They, right. You can print them out on, when you buy from jewishtickets.com, your tickets will have a barcode, and when you get there, you can just scan the paper that you printed out. Isn't that cool? Very cool. Is right. The next step will be just using your phone at the- uh... Correct. At the place, but here we just print it out and bring it with you, and that's it. And I'm wondering if you could probably you could probably use your phone also, right? Yeah. If you if you print out on your if you have it on your phone the the, the barcode, right? Then then you could only really bring your phone. Yeah. You want to confirm that for us? Yeah. You'll speak to Mr. JewishTickets.com. Mr. Titlebaum. Mr. Titlebaum. Yeah. Is he is he accessible? Can you reach him in the next uh, day or so? <laughs> day for sure. Okay, I'm just checking. Yeah, we'll find. I've never had to deal with JewishTickets.com. I've never run an event where that tickets were necessary. Have you had problems going to ball games? I'm joking when I ask you. Yes. Don't you remember? Of course we had problems. You, That's you, right. You and That's I had that problem. Right, with right, right. But by the way, another tip for those of you going to Yankee games, and I know it's now November. If you wait to pull up on your phone your tickets right. to the moment that you're about to walk into the stadium, it will not happen. Because really? there's so many people using oh, service there, uh, dry, right. doing the same thing. That's why when you leave your car or leave the subway, do it then, right. take a picture of it, and then go up to the window. Yeah, I've, I've learned all these tricks the hard way, Ding. Let me tell you. But that was terrible that we bought tickets and we couldn't download them. I know. That was that was a rough one. Eventually it worked out. Yes and no. 
I mean, I didn't pay oh, for it, but uh, right. but we never got those tickets. Correct. The original tickets we never got. Right. Um. Yeah, for those of you who think it's like a joke that we talk about the Yankees all the time. No, we, 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 like we actually go at least once a year together to a Yankee game. Like, it really happens. Anyway, um, <laughs> for information, oh, I have that picture somewhere. Zing and I took a picture uh, in uh, in salute to Aaron Judge. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's, right. it's in the studio. Right? I, just, I, I just can't find it at this moment. Uh, for information and group sales, you can speak with Sookie and Ding at 718-854-6902, 718-854-6902. It does take place at Lincoln Center in Manhattan, as Ding mentioned. For corporate and personal sponsorship, you can uh, contact Chazak. Uh, every time you purchase tickets, and certainly when you purchase a sponsorship, VIP Correct. tickets, Chazak basically you know benefits and can continue Correct. their amazing work. Correct. and. uh uh, that would be by dialing 718-285-9132, 718-285-9132, and that's for the Chazak organization. So that's it. Big Apple Circus. What, like a two-hour show? People get full two I'm, hours? I'm guessing about two hours. And with, well, with the intermission, it'll be like two hours and 15 minutes. Oh, really? Full yeah, show? Two, yeah, two-hour show and then, and then nice. intermission. And where do people go for donuts before that? Is there a place in near Lincoln Center that has kosher donuts that you know of? Uh, well, is there a bakery in the Upper West Side? It is the, my most favorite. Right? Oh, nice. Right on 76. That's a good lunch place. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is the Naidu. How do I not know that one? Really? Naidu on 69. Right next door to, it was next door to the old uh, Levanas. Yeah. I don't know about that. Wow. Yeah. Milchik's and next door Fleischik's. Oh, boy. Milchik's is very popular. You can't use it. Very, very popular. But um, what else is around? I was at a place recently on the east side in the 70s, and I cannot recall the name. Remember, I'd never been there before. Remember the old famous? Yeah, of course. On 72nd. 222. Yeah. On 72nd Street. My, my first my first hot salad call. Was in that never, restaurant? Was in that restaurant. Oh, my gosh. I feel so bad for that patron. <laughs> have, this, Ding, have you gotten there yet? It's <laughs> a famous thing. First of all, I, 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 I always say I was the first unit. On at on the first call, right, right. So, and you know, you 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 you, you, you know, you go to course for for months, and you right. think you're going to become a hero, and you're going to get into your car, and you put your lights and sirens on, and you save a life, and it's not always so. It's not always so rosy, and it's surely not always so predictable. Anyhow, the first call was infamous, and I I run in and. There's a man sitting by the by. They had like bostels. Right, I remember in, that. In, right in, when you walk in, right, right. And they point to, you know, I'm looking like who, you know, like who's the patient. And they point to this guy, and I go ahead and I tap the guy on the shoulder, and I, I go, um, I said, uh, "How are you, sir?" And he looks up, and he, all over me. Welcome to Atzala. And then he looks me straight into the, in, 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 into the, you know, into in my eyes, eye. and he goes, "Much better, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> Now I understand why you don't show up the calls. <laughs> that's, uh, oh yeah, and then I think that Robbie was the second one. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Robbie and Jackie Strom. Oh, do was, do I hope that Robbie's listening to this conversation because I'm sure he loved that story. <laughs> now we, we, I finally have found that after all these years, why Dig will not go on a call, no matter what. Malcolm Siegel dislocates his shoulder a mile, uh, excuse me, not a mile, a hundred feet from Ding's house. That, that, he it. ain't showing up. <laughs> anyway, just a joke, because you know it was so f- that when people take these conversations seriously, people nah. people call for you to be ousted from no, Solace. No, so i got to be very careful. I don't want to destroy your whole thing here. 
when when Atala <laughs> first started, it was like the adrenaline. Like as soon as you know, right. like you know, that radio. Uh, would obviously, go off. you still have to take every call like so seriously, but but you know. Right. That, there are some. Calls, there are some more serious than first, others. No, but only that. Those first calls, like you just, like in your head, like you think you're just going to come right. and save the world, right. and, and uh, it's not always that way. Not always that way is right. Anyway, I don't know how. I mean, it's so rare that you would come and I'd be distracted from the topic of the day. Topic, but... <laughs> well, wait, what am I here for? <laughs> Parkinson. <laughs> Ding reminds everyone that the Big Apple Circus is going to be where everyone is on the eighth day of Hanukkah. Right. Monday, December 10th, a 12 noon show, a 3 p.m. show. And really, all you got to announce is jewishtickets.com. If you go to right. there, if you go to that site, you could choose whatever tickets you want for the show. Remember, Uncle Maishi will be there and Simcha Liner will be there. And this does adhere to every possible uh, regulation of oh, modesty that anyone would. Correct. It's all taken care of. Ding has taken care of all that. So this will hopefully appeal to everybody, people from the from the most general community to the most Hasidic community right. will hopefully feel comfortable coming together to celebrate Hanukkah together. There was even one part, you know, they have their own music, right? right. And there was one point where there was a female singer. Right. And so you eliminated that. eliminated that. that. And <laughs> the, um, the next thing that I have to work on is the, the kosher food, like you say. The, the, we're not going to have donuts, mm. but but they will be able to... Well, do they have... Contacting vend- a they rabbi. Have vend- they have vendors, oh. right? Sodas and stuff like that. And so hopefully we're going... To well, it may not be donuts, but you have to have some Hanukkah treats. You need some dreidel cookies or something. Come on, Dane. I mean, <laughs> again, we're not selling them. <laughs> yeah, that, I know. That, 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 <laughs> but you have to make the arrangements. I mean, you have to make the recommendations. Some, Listen, circus, you have. Let me try to see if it works. Circus donuts. You circus, you donuts, have donuts. you have the BAC because now I know them by their initials. I'm right. so close with them. The Big Apple Circus. Right. You have the BAC. People call me. I will recommend to them how to handle the kosher food. food yeah. <laughs> you got to have popcorn. You got to have kosher popcorn right. somehow. Right. Got to have some kosher cotton candy, ding. Correct. That it's got to be like a little no, cotton candy have, machine, right, you know? Right. You can't. Yeah. You know. It's got to be packaged. I think. Oh, I see. I'm really. Uh, your wheels are turning. I see. I'm really. <laughs> I'm giving you a lot of information here that you need to process before before going ahead with the big apple circus. <laughs> have they been warned what it's like to work with you? Has that become an issue? Well, like I told you. Oh, right. Same guy as Barnum. Same right. Guy knows, right. right. So he knows. He knows the whole thing. Uh, right. The whole thing. The whole dig thing. <laughs> Backbreaker. <laughs> All, right. All right. We'll take a quick break because i got to do a Simcha Liner song. It's appropriate because he's part of your show. thousand percent. So we'll do a quick Simcha Liner song and then another reminder about the big announcement for today. Monday, December 10th. Ding says one show is not enough. Two. Not enough. We've got to have two shows at the Big Apple Circus. 12 noon, 3 p.m., Bring everybody. Apparently, I've discovered this morning, everybody's off from school that day, or practically everybody's off from right. school that day. So bring everybody. Bring everybody. The whole family. The Williamsburg yeshivas have off? The elementary schools? We'll make a... We'll make a uh, um, I always find that when it comes to like these events, like the circus, right. that that you don't get... Like, you don't find... like. Ordering three tickets and two tickets and four tickets. Usually it's, you know, right, big groups. Eight tickets, right. 12 tickets, 16. Bring the whole family. This morning I saw two, two, 18, two people, two Some families. big families. Yeah. Um, we can make this a great day of Jewish unity. We can get all the schools together, everybody just come and enjoy. With all the pressures of this world, Ding, we, the adults and the children, can just get together and just enjoy Hanukkah together. How, how would that be? Wouldn't that be amazing? That'd be oh, incredible. Yeah. Oh yes. That'd be incredible. Oh yes. And it's indoors, right? 
Oh, yeah. Right, because, you know, some major events in the Jewish world are outdoors during the winter. This one is indoors during it's, the winter. It's the, uh, it's all, oh, yeah. It's, I'm it's saying. One, yeah, it's one. But it's indoors. Oh, so December, the weather could be challenging. Completely indoors. Right, there are some people who don't believe that in the winter the weather could be challenging, and they make events outdoors. <laughs> but in this case, <laughs> right. now things not letting me go there. <laughs> but in this case, it is indoors, no challenge in terms of the weather. You ever go to like football games in the cold? I've been to football games. No, in the cold, like in yes, the... I've been to football games. What was in... the worst that you've ever? Zero degrees. Zero uh-huh. degrees. And where... What would motivate you to just stay there and? and... Well, in one of the cases, in one of the cases, I was with my kids, and they just you know they they, they so bad us. right they so badly wanted to stay, so I stayed. But in one of the cases, it was long ago, right. and I was my kids' age, and I was like, yeah, why wouldn't I stay? Like you know, doesn't why not? Me. Doesn't yeah. make it. But when once you get to be my age, and you have to sit or stand, <laughs> our age, because right, because in one of those cases, I literally stood in the corridor thinking it's a drop warmer than inside <laughs> the stadium. It was terrible. It, it can be very challenging. Thank God I'm not a football fan. But I'll tell you one thing: it yeah. helps when you raise your when you raise your sons. It helps. You know why? Why? Because once you've done that, then whenever there's challenging weather. Right. And you have to go to shul. Right. You cite the football, football rule. Yeah, if great. you would go to a football game in this weather, you are going to shul this weather, and therefore they don't miss shul because of the football that rule. Is great. That is great. And you never lose because they've been to football games in every type great. of weather. It could be a blizzard. It could be rain. It could That's be freezing great. cold. They've been to they've been to football games in every one of them. That's great. So if you're gonna go into a football game in that weather, then then it's the football rule that applies to synagogue. It's so. true. So it does. <laughs> It does. I like that. Rav Cohen one year, he um, he gave a speech on Sukkis, and um, he said that people look at the Jewish people as somewhat crazy sitting in a sukkah when the weather can be challenging, right. well, obviously meaning cold, not meaning rain. It's right. going to be in the sukkah if it's raining, but when it's cold and you're going right. outside the whole thing, which, of course, is one of the points of Sukkis. We show our dedication to God in that right. weather. And he, he said that when he would visit Nebraska, I believe he had a relative in Nebraska, he visit Nebraska, one of the things he enjoyed was in the city that he was in. I think it was Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, they had a very early Shabbos morning minion, and which was great for him. He would dive in early, 7 o'clock, and then learn all day, et cetera, et cetera. So um, what was the reason they had an early Shabbos morning minion? Because everybody would go to the Nebraska Cornhuskers game uh, in zero-degree weather afterwards. Oh, wow. Really? He would say, they're looking at us in the sukkah like, we're nuts. They're sitting in zero-degree weather watching everybody play football. I give me a break. It's true. Anyway, so it there you have true. it. But the Big Apple Circus will not be outdoors. No. No challenging no, weather no. circumstance. Oh, no, no. no. <laughs> it's, really, right. it's really nice in there. Like I, Oh, really? Yeah. Is it a real tent? You know what? It, more like an arena? It's more like an arena. When you walk in, you don't realize that you're in a tent. Right. Yeah. First time I was ever at a circus in my life was in 1975. And Barnum Bailey? Barnum Bailey. We're in the garden. And it was 75? 1975, and it was a three-ring circus. So okay. for those who don't remember what a three-ring circus is. I know, you is, have to like concentrate. Like, correct, right. because there's three different things people going on in each ring. People didn't like that. I um, loved it. For uh-huh. those who are easily distracted, I loved it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And a three-ring circus, was, there, was a, there, was a cool, there was a cool element to it, that, you know, this three rings. So I think I've told you this story before. Anyway, so there's three rings, all doing gymnastics, you know, balance, right, right, balancing right. gymnastics. And one is from, I don't know, Guatemala. One's from another Latin American country. One's from the South American country. There's three countries. So we're sitting there with a school group. I'm like seventh grade. We're sitting with a school group. And I say, okay, who should we watch? Who should we watch? Like you just said, right? right. Who should we cut? So 
In those days, we ha- we each carried, and I used to carry it until a very short time ago, a scorecard that we all had that was given out in school of those countries who voted for and against the Zionism racism resolution. So one of the girls in our class pulls out right. the, the, the scorecard gonna watch that and one. says, okay, the only one who voted the right way was this one. We're, we're watching that country. Even then, it was political thing. Even then, the circus was political. Because I remember as a kid yeah. also going to the circus and like on the way home, like, I was together with my brothers. Right. And, did you and, see this? And did you see this? Right. And they go, no, we didn't see that. And right. I was, did you see this? And, and, and. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. But there was an excitement to it. And also they utilized every inch of space, which was really cool the way they did that. You know, anyway. Whatever. Okay. You know. I have my pass here from the circus we did together in, in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah? It's hanging somewhere here on the wall. When they made me the honorary uh, ringleader, which was really That was cool. the first time in my life that I ever did a show. That I actually slept, like woke up, and I was, I, I was, I had set my alarm. I was in at that time. I was in a Pesach program. It was Pesach, right? Right. It was Pesach, and I was in in uh, Long Island. In, nope, in in Connecticut. Right. In, in Connecticut, and I had set my alarm for like whatever, like four thirty in the morning. And for some reason, the first time I, I never oversleep. I never, and I and suddenly I wake up and I jumped out of bed. I ran to my car, like I made it there. Because it was a pretty early show, I remember. It was early in the day. It was Philadelphia, and there was a at the end there was a a traffic. It was a car crash or something on on the uh, main highway turnpike or something like that. But I remember that day. I remember that show. It was pretty cool. I think that was the third one. It was? Uh, oh, meaning two in New York, and then you went right, to Philly, right? right? Yeah, that was a dream come true, being uh, given an honorary ringleader uh, status. Yep. Yeah, that was a dream come true. And who, that was, uh, uh, um, Daddy was there, right. Gomeshi, and uh, Avon Freed. Right. Should I bring a, a top hat to this uh, Big Apple Circus or not? Well. It would only be appropriate. if, you know, you have like eight candles, like you can get, you know, coming out of the hat. Wow, you're you're think you're being very creative here, Dick. No problem. I was just going to go with the standard top hat. You're you know thinking I'd be a ringleader. You're you're, you're saying it's got to have accoutrements. What happened for, to that? For Hanukkah. What happened to that eighth day song? You mean some collider? Oh, some collider. You, you keep forget, you keep forgetting who's on the bill with the big apple. No, because I heard eighth day. I, my head started to think eighth day. All right, Simcha Liner is going to be at the Big Apple Circus. I hope you will as well. Go to JewishTickets.com for December the tenth. JewishTickets.com and get your tickets today. עלילות שקרים צוררים קשים שרוצים רק להרוס עברנו את פרות, נעבור גם את זה אז נצא כולנו יחד לחובות העיר ניקח אוויר
J.M. in the A.M. Simcholiner, there he is. You know why? Because he's uh, the featured entertainer along with Uncle Maishi. Uh At the Big Apple Circus, it's been announced. Ding is here. Hey, when Ding walks in here, you know he means business. You know he ain't playing games. And um, the big announcement today, very simple. December 10th is the last day of Hanukkah. A lot of people don't believe it that December 10th is the last day of Hanukkah. Because it sounds really, you know, it sounds early. But no, December 10th, the last day of Hanukkah, that we will have lit all eight lights the previous night thing on Sunday night. Correct. You have a big party planned for that Sunday night, or you have no idea yet? <laughs> for Sunday night? Yeah. Like at home, you have a big party? or uh, it's too early. Inviting over all the Golden it's Brothers? You haven't decided yet? It's too early. Or you go to Lakewood for the big party? Like, what do you no, do? No, no, no. How about Thanksgiving dinner with the Golden Brothers? Does that happen? Or, Thanksgiving uh... is, is in the wrong time this year. It's like... <laughs> in the wrong time. It's a week from now. I know. But it's like everybody is, thinks it's the, the following week, right? Because it's the Thursday. Oh, right, correct, right. right. it's very early. It's very early, right. Correct. Yeah. So that, the, It the, seems to be that there has to be a Sunday. You know, it's it's not that Thanksgiving is Thursday. It, 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 before the end of the month, it, there has to be a Sunday. That's the way they calendar rules it because... You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Hello, Mister. But I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. But I think you're incorrect. I believe the rule is: yeah, it is the fourth Sunday, in, the fourth Thursday in November. That's it. Oh, Blanket that, rule. So this is wrong. 
What are you talking about? This is the fourth Thursday in November. Did you say that, sir? Ah, because the first is I got it. Yeah, so it, no matter what, it's the it's the fourth Thursday in November. Uh, I believe that's the rule. I agree with you 100. Mm, percent Thank you very much. There was, there was a reason I came today. So you um you will not there will not be a a Golding Brothers uh, a big Thanksgiving reunion this year. Everyone's off calendar wise, and nobody realizes it's coming up. And, yeah. And you're not a big turkey guy anyway. So no, you're not a big turkey guy. And you? Big turkey guy. And where do you have it? Where do I have it? Yeah. Oh, no. what do you I, have you're it? talking about Thanksgiving. I, like, thought, I, I thought you were saying in general, do no, I love no, turkey? No, Thanksgiving. I, I happen to love turkey in general. Do you ha- do you celebrate Thanksgiving? Yes, we, this year, it, it depends on the year. There are years where we you wouldn't even notice that Thanksgiving is happening in our family. What does it depend on? If everyone's around, if everyone's in the mood, if, if there are other relatives who are free and therefore it's a good time to get so together. So it's just convenience. Yeah, yeah if it's, it, correct, correct. Right. We have Thanksgiving of convenience, correct. Convenience, right. <laughs> if it's a good opportunity for everyone to get together, right. then, then someone... Imagine else... telling somebody, well, you know, I'm not sure if sucker's I'm going to eat in this. Depends if people that, are around, you that, know, like... That, yeah. That's the beauty of national as opposed to religious holidays right. if you get to, they get to pick and choose but anyway right. and if you do get together where would it be <laughs> um, likely in uh, my apartment uh-huh. that's what it seems and who does the cooking um well traditionally uh stacy siegel would do the cooking but i i heard a rumor that this year cater <laughs> that this year no not catered that this year um uh, my mother-in-law's doing the cooking now i hope i'm accurate because okay. I, I heard the story and i'm trying to think if i'm right or not i think so don't, don't, i know I don't be, say on the air who, should, don't say on the air who you want i gotta be careful <laughs> um anyway i'm right it's the fourth thursday of november in the united yes. states so okay I, I was just confirming with uh, the folks at wikipedia who were kind enough to uh, give me an answer immediately i don't know how they do that they're amazing thing you go to wikipedia and all of a sudden you're very knowledgeable um, anyway, so there you have it. Thing we look forward. We will see you on. Uh, oh, thank you for reminding me. Someone called with a question. Yes, it's amazing what people glean from our conversations. Okay, they want to know how it's possible. Yes, to to ascend an elephant without a ladder. Wouldn't one need a ladder to get on top of an elephant? The answer is, I was there. I was standing there. There, there is no ladder. You have to. You have to like grab a hold of and and like, like the saddle, the big saddle, something like that, and and and, and pull yourself up. Wow. That's right. It's 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 very very difficult. I couldn't do it. Very difficult to get on top of 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 an elephant. Right. And I remember, um, I remember, you know, uh, Avram Fried, who's like you know very skinny and right. right, like like he tried and he couldn't do it. And I mean, there was nobody. It, it, you really need. Ah, some, I wish I would have been there then. You really <laughs> need somebody, you know, like a like a bellow, to be able to do that. Was he with Big Apple ever? Yeah, he was at that show. He was on right. the he was on the elephant. No, was he with Big Apple? I asked. Oh, he was many times. In fact, where is he now? He, he retired. Is no, he actually, you know, he freelances all over the world. Will he be there December tenth? No, he's busy. Um, I. I I had called him to see if he could make like a guest appearance, but but he's busy. But it's um, what country is he in that day? I don't know. I don't know. Can we work something out then? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he could get on an elephant. You're saying he could do it. He could, and he could ride it by right. standing on the elephant, right. even without. Uh, the most the, amazing thing Bello did in all the shows we did with him, which was a lot. We've done. Right. I mean, you did obviously many more than I did, but even I have been at many shows with him. The most amazing thing he does is walking in that balancing wheel. 
You know right. that thing that goes. That's that's unbelievable. But that's what he did in in um in, when he was on what's the name of the television? Oh, oh America's, America's Got, Got Talent. Talent. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. It must be on YouTube. I'm gonna watch it. He was there three times. He got wow. to the final, but he didn't win. Very cool. <laughs> How do these things happen? I don't know about them. So it is not easy to get on top of an elephant. No, not easy at all, and no ladder allowed. Forget about required. No ladder allowed. Must be done independent of any ladder. I'm glad we cleared that up. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have been able to go through the day without that piece of information. <laughs> uh, Ding, I thank you. Go to jewishtickets.com later today, and hey, thank you. and you could order your tickets to the Big Apple Circus. Simple yeah. line. Oh, Uncle Maishi. Uncle Maishi will be there. I hear he's Do a big it. hit. That he, uh, the young Uncle Maishi, I hear is a big, big hit. Ding. Amazing. Really, really amazing. And uh, thank Do you. You like working with him? I love it. Love nice. it. Nice. Love it. And, uh, and he'll go anywhere you ask him to go. Oh, yeah. He said two shows December 10th. He said, I'm in for both shows December 10th. Uh, we're still waiting. Anybody want to book an evening show? <laughs> and you're in Manhattan anyway. Any, any Manhattan neighborhood wants Uncle White Show the last, very last minutes of, of Hanukkah. You, you contact Dig and Sookie and Dig. Thank you very much. Go to jewishtickets.com. And support Chazak. Yeah. And don't, uh, don't wait too long because the history of these shows is that they sell out What's the, what's the capacity? Around, around? Uh, about 3,500. All right. So 7,000 tickets. And as you indicated, they can go pretty fast. Yeah. I mean, the garden, when we did the garden, it was 20,000 and it was sold out. Wow. New York Times did an article about that. I have it hanging in my office. Yeah. They were uh, intrigued by the whole thing. That's why the people in the circus, you yeah. the, the higher up, like to them, it was. it was. More than just making a couple of dollars, it was great more, publicity. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, then the uh, what do you call it? the animal rights? Yeah. Uh, Peter, whatever it is, they got a hold of him, and that was the end of that. Yeah, I'm not a thousand percent sure that 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 was the real. Oh, that's funny because I am. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Once uh, you, or whatever. This is not for now, but what? <laughs> I don't you, think that personally. I don't think that. That somebody would not go to a circus just because there's no elephants. Like I don't think the elephants was such a big draw that people. I mean, well, first of all, it's not just elephants; it's other animals as okay, well. Okay. And, yeah. and and I remind you, yes, that one of the best things about the circus is yeah. the pre-circus parade that right. kids loved. And right. what was the biggest thing in that parade was the elephants. elephants. Okay, so I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'm not such a big uh, fan for. The- also, I think there's something else psychological when 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 the Hamon Am sees a, a, a sees a a corporation an outfit cave in to something which is completely against well, that's their the interests. That I think I think psychologically that's people are, people don't aren't attracted to losers; they're attracted to winners. So, and that was a losing battle. So. That's a shame. Yeah. All right. With all that As in mind, you know, those people, those people. Were also anti anti kosher and anti circumcision, circumcision, yeah. and all these things. Also, right. they so have many like, many different uh, they have many different impositions that they would like to uh, uh, to dictate and force upon uh, other groups. Many many people say that the, the whole reason that Rashkin of Hashem is free today was that the whole thing started because of of the animal rights that they as an anti-ritual slaughter right right Right. and that's why whatever the people got onto the case and 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 caused this whole thing right anyway 
That's the theory. I think it's more than a theory. theory. We'll call it a theory for our purposes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the podcast. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah Day. You too. <laughs> Hanukkah? Go have a donut. Uh, Big Apple Circus, Monday, December the 10th. Two shows. Go to jewishtickets.com. You are listening to JM in the AM. That was my conversation with Ding of Sookie and Ding regarding the big circus show coming to town on the last day of Hanukkah. Next up on JM Rewind, my conversation with Jeffrey Mark of J-Mark, based in Cedarhurst and in Jerusalem. We had an opportunity to discuss the upcoming Thanksgiving weekend when a lot of people will be converging on Jerusalem and will be visiting his showroom on King David Street. My conversation with Jeffrey Mark on a recent edition of JM in the AM here on JM Rewind at the Nahum Siegel Network. Well, you might recall a couple of months ago, Jeffrey Mark, president and CEO of J. Mark Interiors, based both in Jerusalem and the five towns, was here in studio. And we had an opportunity to discuss what the company does, but in addition to that, um, the uh, incredible growth and the attention being paid by people in Jerusalem and other places in Israel uh, to their new homes and things that they're doing with them. And at that time, we indicated that uh, a lot of people traveling from the U.S. for the Sukkot season would be meeting up with uh, Jeffrey and his staff in Israel uh, just to um, facilitate everything that needs to be done for their own uh, either Aliyah or their own purchase of a property in Israel. And today we get an opportunity to check up on that and other topics of interest with Jeffrey Mark. Jeffrey Mark, President and CEO of J. Mark Interiors, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you. Thank you, Nachum. Good to be back again. I appreciate that. So I'm curious. We did speak, as you recall, full-length conversation here in studio before the holiday season. I'm wondering how it went in Israel. Did you, in fact, meet plenty of people who are doing some really nice and remarkable things with their properties in the Holy Land? So we had an influx of people coming and going and asking about our services and trying to get an understanding of what it's like to buy and to build and design in Israel and, you know, what's the advantages of buying things and doing them all locally, you know, in Israel versus maybe shipping things from the States and the different ways of how to, you know, or I should say the best way of how to do it, you know, and it depends on where our client is from, what works best for them. So, yeah, we, we had a lot of inquiries, thank God, and we booked some nice projects already from Sukkot. Like, it was really, really, a really, really nice and positive, you know, holiday time. So, you didn't, so you didn't have much rest over the, uh, certainly not over Cholomar. <laughs> As a matter of fact, not, not only don't we rest, but our normal hours are from uh, 10 to 6, and we're open every night on, on the holidays till 9.30 at night. Pretty cool. Um, just to give people opportunity to walk in and see and know and, you know, what we are and our location is like, you know, like the, everybody walks by us. I'm not I'm not saying it to be whatever, yeah, the, but the, like the, we're, this, we're dead center right, on King this, David Street. <laughs> this is reality. Everybody walks yeah. right by you. You know, you know, you just said something interesting about the um, shipping things from the U.S., for instance, or other parts of the world or, or buying locally, etc. So you're not encouraging anybody to do uh, to, to go in one direction. If you think the best thing for the property owner in Israel is, in fact, to either schlep or ship items that they uh, have either used or have you know, fallen in love with in their own home or in the store from the U.S., you'll encourage them to do that. Absolutely. Interesting. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. We, we have clients packing things in their current homes in the U.S., 
you know, and getting them ready and following our instructions of where to drop ship them in order to get them to Israel, whether it's an extra piece of artwork they have, whether it's sarum that they have, whether it's, I don't know, their grandmother's, whatever it is, you know, piece of, you know, furniture or whatever they want to take with them. But absolutely. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, we can ex- and the reason I say it and say it with a bit of surprise is because often um, uh, those who work with uh, or who, who work with clients uh, like yours will often suggest we we sort of have to you know start from scratch. We sort of have to you know get either get rid of the past or reinvent it you know locally in Israel. And and I think you'd agree that some in a position like yours would encourage people to do that and go completely new. Absolutely right. But you know what, like. We we have a policy. At, we first of all, to, to those that have never been to our showrooms, you know, we have inventory and we have different things for people to see and sample and sit on, and they could actually, anybody could uh, is welcome to walk into our showroom, even if they're not current clients of ours, and they could make a purchase. They could come in here and buy furniture or wallpaper or fabrics or whatnot, you know. And no matter what our policy is, is that, you know, we only order or use what works perfectly in somebody's space, whether we have it, whether we have to order it, where, you know, wherever it's coming from. Like, it, that's just number one policy here. Jeffrey Mark with his live via telephone when you're in Israel. You walk into 22 King David Street in Jerusalem when you're here in the U.S. and those of you who are in the area, 461 Central Avenue in Cedarhurst. And you could talk about uh, your when you're when you walk into the Cedarhurst showroom, you could talk about your property here or your property in Israel. So you're not limited to speak just about what's happening in Israel. And as you just mentioned, anybody who wants to purchase anything interesting, they'll find plenty in your showroom. Is there a trend? I know that this is a topic we discussed last time, but is there a trend during your most recent visit or now that you were uh, able to uh, you know, deal with a larger number of people in a short period of time than usual because of the holidays that's now happening in Jerusalem or Israel that's of note for 2018? Um, you know what? We, we service such an array of people in – well, I, I shouldn't say. It depends on which showroom we're talking about. But if we're talking specifically about our King David showroom in Jerusalem, you know, we service such an array of people. We have people coming in from all over the world, whether it's Americans or Russians or French or people from, you know, uh, Europeans from London. We've got an array of different clients. So it really depends on, you know, who and what and where they're from. And, and we try to encourage people to really put in their homes what's, what they love and besides what's, you know, in fashion today or what's, you know, 2000 and, you know, 20, like let's, let's really like put in what you like and let's put in what's going to last and let's put in what like you're going to feel good with in 15, 20 years from now also. You know, it's a little bit more we call transitional. Right. Yeah, you know? I, get, I get that. But is there a material, a fabric, an item? You know, I'm thinking of a couple of things that I see now in Jerusalem that are really takeoffs on what happened in Europe, um, especially when it comes to uh, kitchens and washrooms. And this is just, you know, this is just me talking, not that I'm any expert on this. So I'm wondering if there's any, anything else that's infiltrated society, either on this side of the ocean or in Israel, that is, you know, com- completely new and that people are gravitating toward. Well, you know what? 
every day, Nahum, every day there's new different things coming out and different vendors coming out. I was just in the Javits Center on Sunday with my team from, from New York and just looking at all the new items and different removable walls and snap-together beds and talking ovens that you could run your oven today from your iPhone. You know, there's all kinds of, like, Literally every single day, there's something new that that that, that comes out. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, in the future, literally, you could just send like a text message to your refrigerator, and somehow, next thing you know, dinner's right waiting for you when you get home on your table. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That, that might be available already, frankly. No, I, ju- think, no I joke. think it is. I don't think they know how to get the chicken from the fridge into the oven yet. But yeah, they'll, they'll you know, s- without you being there. But yeah, but basically, it is. I think. Believe me, they'll solve that problem. Um, uh, Jeffrey Mark is with us. J Mark Interiors. Visit him and uh, his staff at 461 Central Avenue in Cedarhurst and 22 King David Street in Jerusalem, and uh, you'll be able to uh, check out the showroom, see some really, really interesting items, and of course, if you are uh, purchasing or, um, or or moving in. Uh, to somewhere here on this side of the world or in Israel, uh, we highly recommend them, especially in Israel. You're going to be impressed uh, by what they are able to do, even when you are thousands of miles away. And you are somebody who really believes, I mean, look, everyone these days, not everyone, but many people these days believe in technology and the use of it to your advantage. And you, you, you will go ahead and show anybody who's six thousands of miles away from their property the updates of what's happening, whether it's through FaceTime or some other means. They literally can can see what is happening up to the minute so that they're not on the spot, but they're, you know, virtually on the spot each and every day. Correct. We even have, um, Nachum, I don't know if when you were in in one of the showrooms, we have um, robots. They're basically um, on segways. And, uh, for example, if you're living in the U.S. and you want to meet with us about your apartment in Israel, and we're sitting here in, in our showroom here in Cedarhurst, and let's say two or three of our team members in Jerusalem are working on your project and they want to be part of the meeting, what we call is they literally robot in. So they're able to just log in, and they're on a Segway, and they could walk around the showroom and literally walk up to the table, meet with their client who lives here in you know New York or Toronto or wherever they're you know wherever they are from stateside, and talk about the apartment and vice versa. We do it on both ends. Or when need be, when I when I'm for example in Israel and there's a meeting going on here in New York, you know we're doing a couple of big projects right now here in in New York, and sometimes I'm just on the other side of the world, but I I need to be at whatever the meeting is, so I'll just literally like robot in, you know, and I just drive myself in. Like, nobody even has to touch me. I could just literally walk up to the table and say, hey guys, good morning, how's everybody? Let's talk. And I could move around, I could face you, I could turn to you. (laughs) It it works beautifully. The whole thing is unbelievable. The the fact that you still have to commute from Efrat is is interesting. Yeah, that's that's a good one too. But, you're right. Yeah, but that, that <laughs> I'd, like I, to put, I'd like to put the robot on the plane and let him fly six thousand miles back and forth. Exactly. You know? that, that, and that's probably the next step. Frankly, is it ever too early to call you? And I say this because you know it's no secret. There are plenty of people in this audience, Baruch Hashem, who have the means to start from scratch in Israel. They have the means and are, and have embarked on projects where literally either you know a property is torn down and they plan on you know rebuilding or building on that property. Uh, or they literally want to gut whatever is there and start from scratch. Is it ever too early in that process to contact you and your staff? So, Nachum, I want to tell you that is the most brilliant question ever asked, and I'll tell you why. I literally, I hope the people that I met with last night, and obviously we don't divulge names or people, whatever, but I'm now, like I said, I'm in Long Island, I'm in New York now, and I went out for dinner with potential new clients of ours, and... 
they just made a purchase of a beautiful property, beautiful house in, in Long Island. And, you know, they want to talk about our services and what we offer and what we do and how can we help them and et cetera, et cetera. So there are three people always involved, right? There's an architect. There is the design team, which is us, which is J. Mark. And there's the contractor. You know, in Israel, we say our kablan, our right. architect, or, you know, it's the same thing in both countries. Right. And often people will maybe call their architect first, and then they'll start with a contract, and then they sort of, like, find us. But the trend today and the smartest, the smartest and best client is the person who hires all three parties together at the same time. And what we've been doing is, with another project, is we have team meetings once a week. It's, it's my team, the architect, the client, and the builder. And I want to tell you, their house is coming out, their project is coming out. Ten times better than 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 ever than anything else that we, we we're talking about because you've got all the minds of the meeting sitting together. It's just it's brilliant. It's great. So we if love it, it. so if it's an empty lot, you want to be aboard. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah. And, and we want to, and we want to know about it from like even even before. Sometimes I, I even get phone calls and I'll come often before purchase. We've got clients, especially stateside, who call me and say, Jeffrey, we were in Israel for Sukkot. We just saw um, four properties. We have no idea. We're not sure exactly which one we, we want. We saw Penthouse A. We saw Apartment B, C, D. Do me a favor. Here's the name of the broker that we saw, or here's the, you know, the real estate company. Go with them. Take a look at them and let us know which one you think has the best potential. So even sometimes pre-buy, we're called in. Very cool. That's really cool. And people who, yeah. people who get that are really... Are really uh, have have great forethought, frankly. Uh, and, and by and Malcolm, go ahead. No, I was, was going to say you you from your office could put together that entire team. In other words, people shouldn't think they need to come to you once they've gotten the other two pieces in place. You could you starting from scratch could recommend people in those other two departments to your Correct. client. Correct. So the last project, the, well, the last one that we just what we say our our term is handed over um, to clients of ours in Jerusalem who are from Lawrence, actually they live here in in the five towns, they have no idea. If you ask them the name of their architect or the name of their builder, they they couldn't tell you. Right. They only call us, deal directly with us. You know, look, they're busy. They're 6,000 miles away. They're on a seven-hour time difference. You know what? They can't start calling and making all these phone calls, you know, which I'll tell you leads me to something else that we, we sort of, now that we, we, we figured out the recipe, what, you know, what works best is we now collaborated with, and now we have a real estate firm who's in our Jerusalem showroom. They're called Capital Real Estate. Ben and Heskel, those are the owners of the company, and they, they sit upstairs in our showroom. And these guys are real estate brokers. They're amazing. They've got their finger on the pulse. So, you know, they're actually in our office now even. So what's wonderful is when they have clients or we have clients or back and forth and we're talking together in the same under the same roof in Jerusalem, it just it's so helpful, you know? Amazing. All right, Nahum Siegel Network audience, in addition to the uh... – this partnership we have with the J. Mark Interiors, which we love. Why did we choose today to uh, ask Jeffrey Mark to join us live via telephone? It is no secret that a lot of people in this audience are traveling for Thanksgiving weekend, which, believe it or not, is next weekend, folks, are traveling for Thanksgiving weekend to Israel. And many people attach a days before and days after to their trip just so they can pay as much attention as possible uh, to whatever they're doing property-wise in Israel, not just in Jerusalem, but anywhere in Israel. And uh, Jeffrey, I would assume you're probably going to be there for at least part, if not the entire next week, welcoming 
a lot of people from the United States and other areas who are spending Thanksgiving weekend doing what I just described. So I want to recommend to all of them, you want to make sure when you get to Israel, contact Jeffrey Mark, J. Mark Interiors, contact Jeffrey Mark and his staff. Uh, They're at 22 King David Street in Jerusalem. In the Jerusalem area code, they're 803-8881. And there is a website, J. Mark Interiors, that's initial J, jmarkinteriors.com. And, uh, uh, Jeffrey, there's nothing like when people, I mean, we described all the services you provide when people are under a lot of pressure, but there's nothing like when they have a day or two to really give as much attention as possible to their uh, property in Israel. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. And uh, I'll tell you, Nachum, like the biggest compliment that we often get when people walk into the Jerusalem showroom is they'll walk in, they'll walk around a little bit, they'll take a look, and the first thing they look at me and they say is, Wow, I think I feel like I'm in. I, I feel like I'm in the U.S. <laughs> I'm like, there you go. That's the service that we offer. There you go. Welcome you, aboard. You have brought the American Standard, small s, American Standard showroom to Israel, which is a very big compliment, as you just uh, indicated. Uh, well, listen. Uh, enjoy all the company. There'll be a lot of people in Jerusalem next week who are visiting from this area, and a lot of people who are going to be paying extra attention, as I said, with the time off. Uh, to their apartment and their uh, home in Israel. So uh, our best regards to them, and I'll continue to recommend that everybody between now and then get in touch with your company for the best service, and I thank you so much for joining us this morning. Great, Nachum. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Appreciate that. Jeffrey Mark, he's president and CEO of J. Mark Interiors. A direct message to those who are heading to Israel next week to spend part of, if not the entire Thanksgiving week in Israel, take golden opportunity to meet up with Jeffrey and his staff and see what they can offer you in regard to your own property uh, in Israel. And as you heard, his uh, connections to the uh, architects, builders, real estate people, it's all there. It's a one-stop shop, and chances are, as he and I both indicated, you are going to walk right by his showroom at some point during the trip. So walk in and get all the information you need. 22 King David Street in Jerusalem, 803-8881, locally in Jerusalem, and jmarkinteriors.com. When you're in the U.S., or if you are usually in the U.S., 461 Central Avenue in Cedarhurst. Again, the website, jmarkinteriors.com. And if you want to go in there today, as you heard, Jeffrey's in town this week in the New York area. That was my conversation with Jeffrey Mark of J-Mark. And uh, he'll be seeing a lot of people this weekend, Thanksgiving weekend, in Jerusalem at his showroom on King David Street. Thanks so much for tuning in. JM Rewind uh, gives us an opportunity to check out some of the recent guests that have appeared on JM in the AM. Keep it here at the Nahum Siegel Network for plenty more. Thanks so much for tuning in to JM Rewind at the Nahum Siegel Network.